for the second show. Oh. And um, let's get ready. Let's get and going. How's it going go. this morning? How you doing? Good, sir. How we been? How we been? Oh, I think uh, I think we're both present. Yeah, right I'm here. here. Yeah, we're both yeah. here on time and shit. Let's do this, one. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Casablanca. Yeah, part two. Yeah. If yeah. you missed the first part, good luck finding it. It's somewhere in the ether. You know, this yeah. kind of a catch, well, catch can. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not too. I'm too proud of. I'm not too proud of our first unofficial podcast. So I think this one would be a better go around. Oh, okay, I like the first one. I had fun, but okay, right. okay, okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll let listeners know. By the way, this is Mutiny Radio FM. Yeah. Um, I'm Wu Stein. I'm G Money. Yeah, it's uh, if you want to find our podcast, it's on the Mutiny Radio FM website. It's uh, it's our names the other way around. It's G Money and Wu Stein. Wu Stein. Wu Stein. Stein. Uh, this is already it's off like to, it's already off to a bad bad situation here. <laughs> so so my friend here, we were talking about Casablanca earlier. Yeah. And um you were saying how plot device, the the of all the plot devices, the Belgian girl, that wife who's who 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 tells Rick about um Her Captain Reynaud's Kind of, uh, oh, I can give you the, I can, I can get you a way out, and the husband's gambling away their fortune. Yeah, and uh, I mean, the idea is that everybody knows that um, they're not really he that Renault's not really asking for money. Yeah, he's not asking for money, and so Rick goes and um, he sets himself up. He basically um, rigs his own casino. Yeah. Well, he's done that. He does that for Renault all the time. The, he does uh, that for Renault. Of course. My, my thinking. Okay. So we the think he's so corrupt. We think of that. <laughs> we think of that, of that scene and Rick, Oh, was like, Oh, he's actually a romantic. Oh, he's willing to do the right thing. And then we see, okay, those are for, uh, travel papers, right? Yeah. And we think, okay, so when there's the, the, the letter signed by by General de Gaulle that allows Laszlo and Ilsa to get away, mm-hmm. and you, you kind of note. You, I mean, I didn't notice until the second time I had seen the movie that when it comes to that Belgian lady, oh yeah, no, it's fine. He can have the ethics. He can be like, no, I'm not going to let Renault do this. Yeah, but when he's in the position of Renault, and it's he's the one with the tickets. And Elsa comes to his place. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Scruples be damned." <laughs> well, I want to remember Paris. Yeah, well, yeah. Give me, give me some Paris. He's more invested in it, and I still don't think he buys her bullshit. I think he knows she's lying the whole time. Who's she? Which one? Elsa. Lying I think about what? Lying about how she still loves him and all that stuff. Oh, you, you don't think that she really ever loved or, or, or... I think she did, but I think she's really in love with Laszlo. That when it comes to... Uh, so, oh, because she's doing the same thing that the Belgian lady is doing. It's not necessarily... She's not in it because she has anything for Renault. The Belgian lady, she wouldn't be doing it for Renault. She'd be doing it for her husband. Yeah, she's in love so with her same, husband. So in the same way, Ilsa is like, it's not really for you, Rick. It's really for... Or Laszlo. Yeah, in the in the cause of freedom and all that stuff. In fact, I was reading a thing about uh, Casablanca, and uh, as we talked about it before, it's called it's called White House. And Rick sometimes mm, has been uh, they use his name as Roosevelt and Roosevelt in the White House because it, it came out in '42, right before we entered the war. And like Roosevelt, yeah, I don't oh. know how they go from Rick to Roosevelt, but I thought it was an interesting yeah. idea that the Rick character as a Roosevelt decides to stay out of conflict 
district to stay out of the way to just ship arms mm-hmm. earlier and mm-hmm. just do all that stuff and then finally because he has a motivation to Pearl Harbor ends up being I think like six months after this movie comes out yeah decides yeah. to join the war effort well I mean I was re I was watching some YouTube clip clip about that about what is the um what is the back backstory behind behind Casablanca? Why is it set like that? As if Rick is supposed to represent the United States? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how much I believe that shit, but I think it's an interesting theory. I, I think I think it, it it helps. I think it helps because it's released right after Pearl Harbor or or before before Pearl Harbor. Yeah. So there was still a lot of the. the Hollywood wanted to get in on the whole Hollywood on the whole war propaganda thing. They oh, wanted to get sure. good on it. So, and uh, yeah, I don't know. It's I mean, just, would you be willing to go to war for Ingrid Bergman? Well, see, look, the thing is, <laughs> well, they Tough say, question. A, a lot of fucking wars have been fought over like women and stuff. I've heard like Helen of Troy and all that stuff. But the, uh, the what, what I find interesting is. Um, but remember, this was written as a play first. Yeah. And so it didn't have anything to really to do with Hollywood. Yes, it does, it, but the script did go through a hell of a lot of rewrites. What's interesting mm. is the play was only been produced like twice, as far as I as far as I know, because they bought it as like galleys, mm. like how like some people buy novels before they're before they're okay. written up, you know, well, like with manuscripts release. or something. Okay. So because they were kind of well known <clears throat> entities uh, as far as playwrights were concerned in New York okay. in the nineteen twenties and thirties. I mean, forties. Okay, so it was almost like you're paying for um like the advanced like the advanced portion of it like you're basically like if you're screenwriting for a season of a tv show you're paying for this for in advance for them writing that season no it's more like um let's say uh stephen king writes a book they write they buy the rights of that book did they buy did they buy the rights before he wrote the book they write the rights when they see like the manuscript of the book oh okay you know what i'm saying and then so they already got it locked up before anybody else can buy it i see i see that's what i mean oh i see so that's kind of what they did with castle well with everybody everybody's welcome at rick's or something like that everybody comes to rick's Yeah, yeah, yeah and um what's interesting like i said was they've only it was only produced like once like in the 40s and that was, and it was titled Casablanca when they did it, because it was after the movie came out. And then, like I think in 1997, they did it again as Everybody Loves Ricks, and what or Everybody Comes to Ricks. Hmm. And what's interesting about Rick in that version is he's really kind of a simp. He's like kind of whiny, and he's always hmm. like, he, it's really weird. He's like he's a he's a a, a different character. He's he's real. Um, um, real selfish and shit. It's kind of interesting. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just how the difference between that and the movie uh, is concerned. And I guess you could say it's um, well because it's an adaptation. Yeah. I guess you could say it's one of those few that really, when you make an adaptation, it really comes off as better than the original. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I, I, once again, I'll say it, I'll say this a hundred times: the script is so fucking tight. Anybody, oh, any yeah. screenwriter, any 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 person who likes really just decent writing should at least see this movie because there's not a wasted breath in it. No. And uh, another thing, I w- when I was uh, kind of bullshitting around this week, I for some reason I forgot about this last week. Claude Rains is the yeah. uh, is the Captain uh, Renault. Yeah, yeah, Captain Renault. And you know his most famous role is the Invisible Man. Was he the... Yeah. Yeah. He was in 1933's Invisible Man. He's the one, when you think of the Invisible Man with the sheet around his face, that's... Oh, that's him. That's Claude Rains. So when I think of that actor, I think of him wrapped in, you know... Bandages. In in, in bandages. (laughs) 
<laughs> but what's so funny, I just got to read this because I have The Invisible Man. It's always sitting next to my bed. And one of these days, I'm actually going to fucking finish it. Okay. But this, okay. Is, this is just like a little bit of it. Okay. And it, um, uh-huh. This little bit's called Reign of Horror. All right. And the, uh, the lead character's name is Griffin. And he goes, invisibility, said Griffin, means little advantage for spying and so forth. One makes sounds. It's, it's little help in housebreaking, this invisibility. In fact, is only good in two cases. It's useful in getting away. It's useful in approaching. I can walk around a man, strike as I like, dodge, escape. It's particularly useful, therefore, in killing. And it is killing that we do, Kemp. I'm listening. Why killing, Kemp asked. Not wanton killing, but judicious slaying. The point is, they know there is an invisible man. And that invisible man, Kemp, must now establish a reign of terror. Yes, I mean it, a reign of terror. He must take over some town and terrify and dominate it. He must issue his orders. And all who disobey his orders, he must kill. That sounds so much like Renault to me. <laughs> so so put, that, put that into perspective. It's like basically saying that... Reno is the invisible man in a way right because like he's always he's he's working with everybody and he's especially working with um with rick in this but he's also working with the nazis he's working with the joker <laughs> well he's the most he's the most cynical of all the uh he's the most cynical of the uh, of all the characters he's also the comic relief yeah he's the fool he's the character okay so you know in theater in, in shakespearean theater they always have the fool character the jester yeah the guy who is kind of bubbling cynical. around, kind of half bubble. Sometimes he's bubbling around, but sometimes he's more successful than he than than you estimate him to be. Yeah, and that's exactly what he is. He's unscrupulous. Yeah, you know he's a uh, he's the heart of that city. There's that scene where um, oh you know that the the lady is coming coming to call about about the exit visas, and he's like oh yeah let me just uh, let me just get like primped up and make sure everything's all, all cleaned up yeah and then you know when they're raiding the casino it's like uh, i can't believe there's there's like gambling in here it's like, oh, yeah yeah and captain then goes, you're winning so yeah yeah you. yeah i love that fucking scene and so he has he, he has no scruples whatsoever he's, yeah. he's willing to do whatever is needed to be done and he's willing to just make himself the exception yeah it, but he gets away he gets away with it um because he doesn't really harm anyone per se he's not killing he's not he's he's not directly killing no anybody. he's not above killing anybody and certainly there's going to be killing people but it's it's like you know <clears throat> oh so someone someone killed the uh no no someone took the, the letters at the very end someone took the letters or yeah, someone Basil killed someone them. oh someone killed the sart uh, the the rick, dr- rick the Nazi kills, guy right? rick kills kind ra- of the, round up the usual suspects the f- super famous line which originated in this movie yeah round up the usual suspects basically I know you did it, but you know we're gonna gonna frame somebody else. We're just gonna bullshit because exactly. the city's so corrupt. I love how corrupt the city is. And once again, I'll say this movie is a funny movie. Anybody who has not seen this movie and just wants to just wants to see a damn near perfect movie, like as far as movie making is concerned, I fucking cannot wholeheartedly oh, recommend this movie any I, higher. I, I cried. Watching really? this movie, yeah, I'm not dude. surprised. I'm not, I, I was surprised. I was surprised. So it's, it's the scene where Rick is by himself drinking the liquor after he had just seen Ilsa. Yeah, and he's like, uh, and then Sam's coming in, and he's oh, and Sam's coming in. And, oh. Oh, 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 
That's not Sam. No, no, it's, it's, uh, it's a reminder for Mother's Day. Oh, I called my mother this morning. Happy yeah. Mother's Day, all the mothers out there, yeah, by the way, yeah, yeah. from Mutiny Radio yeah, FM. Yeah, happy Mother's Day. Um, but it's that part where he's he's like, play play that song. And he's like, well, I don't, and Sam's like, I don't know. And it's like, well, if she can stand it, so can I. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, whoa, dude. Well, it's like, and you... I mean, there's he doesn't talk a lot in that scene. You just see it in the in the lighting. It's just you see his eyes. Yeah. You see his face. It's just there's so much pain. Yeah. There's so much heartbreak in his face. Yeah. And it's you know that's where all that cynicism comes from. And you're thinking all that cynicism, all that kind of like I don't give a shit about anything, is from. It's from losing losing Ilsa. Yeah, it's from heartbreak. It's from it's from like feelings over a girl. I absolutely like, get it. That oh. makes sense to me. I and mean, yeah, you have to think it's it's of all the gin joints. It's like of all the things that it yeah. could be the reason why he is the way that he is. It's because of a good woman. It's because of what happened. Because he loves her, and that's that's yeah. That's, the scene in the scene where she writes that dear John letter, and he's at the train station. Yeah, yeah. And Sam is like, dude, that's a boss, cool. We gotta uh, go. We gotta go. It's a cool effect shot. And there's a, there's an effect where it's raining, but then you can almost see it's almost as if the rain is falling down his face, almost as if he's crying. Yeah. So as if as if he has tears coming down his face. Yeah, and, and it bleeds the letters out. Yeah, it, it, it's a per- perfect like. It's a great. It's just great movie making, because like they're not going to show Humphrey Bogart crying, no. but what they can do is use this layered effect to simulate both yeah. of those things, both the devastation yeah. that he's feeling, and both the, like the broken promise with the letter bleeding. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's it's just it's all right it's there. Le- the letter, the metaphor, of the letter. It's the metaphor, of the letter that she gave him. Yeah, and it's the letter the, at the in the beginning, and it's the letter, letter the metaphor, of the letter that he gives her at the end. That's true. The exit letters. Yeah, and that that montage. It's the spilling of the glass. Yeah, where he she comes in, and they're like, she needs the tickets. And he's like, okay, fine. And then they break the no, 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 no. no. This is this is the scene, the montage where it's just right before you talking uh, about right the before Nazis the Nazis invade. Nazis invade and they're like, um, you know, let's get away from here. And they break the glass. Yeah. And then when and then when he comes back from that montage and he's at the is at the is at the cafe and he's got that glass of liquor, he just knocks it off the table. Yeah. There's so many smart echoes. I mean, it, and once again, it's just so it's a lean movie. The movie's so lean. It's it's really impressive. Um, I was gonna say the um, about that letter scene. What's really interesting too is. Uh, because fucking they don't even make credits this way anymore like title credits where you can read you could actually read that letter if you can read pretty well you know what i mean yeah. before it kind of melts yeah. it's really great like it's the effect is almost really like awesome. it's interesting because in the way that it's it has this kind of there's there's this kind of this undertone of espionage yeah and spy work and everything and that letter the water is dripping. It's basically leaking out all the information. You can only like basically yeah. read it once. It's like a burn notice, yeah. basically. Yeah, or like an invisible ink or something invisible like that. Invisible ink is yeah. basically you can only read this once, and then that's it. Yeah, and it disappears like it she disappears. does. Like, like she like does. It's, it's, it's seared into his memory, of course. Yeah. But it's like, and he just throws it away because there's nothing. There's nothing left after yeah. that. Yeah. And and how like um, 
it just shows it's like shows how delicate things are you know what i mean in life and stuff like that because i mean she wrote she hand wrote this letter which she the only reason she writes this letter is because she finds out her husband is alive and, he, and rick was the rebound yeah rick was the rebound and he don't know that oh, at the time how, how do you feel about that i mean how would you feel if you were the rebound like that well you know? what i like about this movie like i said last week was like it's an adult movie like you know this is written by adults you know so like you can tell that these people have been through this type of shit before and it's not taken like the kid route where like at the end of the movie let's say if a kid wrote this shit it would probably be more like fuck laszlo or or all three of them would make it somehow yeah, screw screw the world yeah yeah or like all three of them would make it somehow <clears throat> like he'd shoot yeah he'd shoot the cop and the fucking and the um and the let's get out of here yeah let's all get on this plane and get the fuck out you know yeah, yeah, yeah. right no way no way no. he has to make a moral decision you, you know? say yeah those like, the lives of three people don't matter don't, don't matter, matter a hell of matter beans to a kill a hill of beans in this crazy world right yeah it's uh, saying yeah you want that happy ending no, yeah, a few. That's not how. That's not how this works. Well, what's great is the movie does end up uh, having a happy ending with that fucking great line. It's like I like I, I'll say it every time. Every time I see this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship, I just start clapping because they've weave such interesting characters, such full characters in this movie that I would have absolutely watched Casablanca two, Casablanca three. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think it, it would have. I don't know. It would have fucked up the whole thing. Of course, but I, I just, it wouldn't have worked that way. I, don't, I think there have been better. It's the best leaving you wanting more. But, sure, but, exactly. But exactly. God Casablanca damn it. two. Yeah, I know <laughs> it sucks, but I would absolutely watch that because I love the characters so much. You know, it, it's that's how good they 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 make these fuckers. It's like um, it reminds me of churning them out. We're churning them out. That's the, what they would the, do the now. Oh, you telling me they wouldn't have a, if that Rick fucking movie and, uh, came out last week? You're telling me they wouldn't have a Casablanca two? It'd be in like the Rick works? and Malta. It'd be like Humphrey <laughs> yeah. Bogart. It'd be a Rick Blaine meets Sam Spade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it would be him and the fucking and, and the goddamn uh, uh, chief or the he'd be, he'd captain be playing like be five different roles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be, be like Peter, Rush Peter Hour Sellers two. in there just because. <laughs> you like Rush Hour 2 or some shit. You're like, why did we have Pink to Panther do Panther presents Casablanca 3. <laughs> a shot in the dark. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, but that's what i that's another thing that i loved about um this movie is that um when it came out it was not a, a like a huge hit it was just a movie that came out in the slate of films that came out it, mm. it did well mm. but it wasn't like a massive like because of its reputation now you would people would think that it was a big big hit but like a lot of movies it just kind of came and went and people found it afterwards as it, it beginning basically with like the french you know that was one of the really early French New Wave like influences by by leaps and bounds. That you know, mm. if, without that, well, without that, there'd be a lot of shit. But but it was certainly a big influence on like uh, Godard and all those fuckers, Truffaut. You know. I'm just trying to like I'm just uh, scenes are just popping up to my head and the kind of the understated way in which Rick like he's he's just very. He's very neutral in in the way that he acts, like very balanced. But you yeah. could almost ten, you could almost sense how everything is just so loaded with meaning. Like he when he when he sits down with, first with Ilsa and Laszlo, and <clears throat> Renault's like, "Oh, you're gonna be you're sitting down. Oh, this is a precedent." Yeah, because he's he drinking says, with them. And he says to Laszlo, um, "I failed where you've succeeded." 
Yeah. It's like, I failed where you've... It's like... Yeah. And it's almost like... It's in your Elsa. It's almost like a side just slap slap to her face. Like, yeah. I know you're with him. Yeah. I see him. He's way more handsome than I am. He's way more famous than I am. Yeah. Even the lighting of the movie is meant to oh. be directed at him because he's the light and shining beacon of, of, of the world. Yeah. And I'm just... I'm Humphrey Bogart. <laughs> Yeah, and like once again, I, he's like. Um, he, but it's a great contrast because the two there are two faces you can't really forget from the movie. Yeah. Like you can't forget Laszlo's face. He's he's, I mean, he's supposed to be, he's supposed to be that guy. Yeah. But then Bogart's face is. I With mean, that, that cut scene, over his that eye. scene <laughs> where he's like, of all the gin joints in all the world, she had to walk into mine. Yeah, that's why that line is like, famous. <laughs> Because it's like, what the fuck? Because I mean, he, he's got—he he doesn't have the, the 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 most symmetrical mug in the world, right? Hey, I like—I like—I think he's a but handsome cat. He's a handsome cat, and I think it's because. But he's not youthful vigor. He has—he has that humanity in his eyes. You can just see yeah. he's like he's every man. Yeah, yeah. And the reason why I cried at that scene was, like, I've been there. Fuck yeah! I've been there. Have you been there? I've been there. That's. Yeah. It's brutal. And you can see the cracking of his voice. You only can have that cracking in your voice when you've like when you're just trying like if you, if you can Well if that's you, what's so she can stand that soak soak it up. It's like yeah. it's So that's what's so amazing about like especially um <clears throat> the style of acting that they're doing in this. It's so naturalistic and it's before all that extra studio bullshit where people think that like you have to live the character like in your real life type shit, you know? Where it's like method acting. These people just know, they've read the script, they know their lines, and then they inhabit it in themselves, and then what comes out of them is their humanity, and that's why it works. It was like when the first time that Rick sees Elsa again, and you could see he's like almost cracking a smile. Yeah. It's almost like... It's a little bit of hope. It's it's like like he's he's smiling like he's like he, but he like he doesn't want to smile. You know what I mean? He's like smiling against his will. Yeah. It's almost like he's shaking. He's like, (laughs) what is this... What is this? He's confused. Up, what is this turning of my of my lips upside down? He's <laughs> more like, what's turning into my world upside down? Because he knows. But there's he... always always that there's that that hope that maybe she's back. She has come back because he, he he was saying to Sam, no, no, she's gonna come back. She's she's back. She, we're gonna leave. Yeah. We're gonna get out of here. Sam's my she man. She came back for me. She came back for me. And Sam was like, no, bro. Yeah, no. They're like they're like two regular dudes. Where the guy is like, "Hey, re- remember she fucked your world up last time? Remember that, right? Like yeah, your been, whole world was. We've been there, man. Yeah, we've been there. I, I was there. Don't with do you, this man. again. I was with you. Yeah. We're not going there. Yeah, we can go down. We can Malta, go down we can that get road Drunk. Again. We can get fucked up. <laughs> I'm not, I, w- I was with you from the beginning, man. Yeah, and he's like, "Hey, bro, we can go down out of the way, get messed up, and then <clears> hey, we can come back come once on, you've boss. gone. Gotta get out of here. Yeah, gotta get out of here." But he stays and fights. You know what I mean. And that's yeah. that's once again, it's the movie. really is about rest- like the play. They both share this where the story is about restoring Rick's humanity to himself because he's cut himself off yeah. from the world yeah. after being just. 
Well, no, but this is which is funny because he's the rebound, not knowing he's the rebound, thinking no. he's fully in love and yeah. she's in love with him. Yeah. And then being betrayed, betrayed like that. And like the idea that you're taking this huge movie about international fucking conflict and espionage yeah. and really boiling it down to two people and the act of betrayal is very interesting to me to like well, take the large and, and shrink it into that. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm interested now in the way that, okay, with Rick, when he was in Paris, he was a gun runner. Yeah. Yeah. He was for the resistance. Yeah. He was for the resistance. Which is why and she goes for him. No. Part of it. No, she didn't know that. She didn't know that he was a gun runner. No. Oh, see, I, for some reason, they were I, like I in the very did. beginning when they were said, when they were hooking up in Paris, they were like, no questions. No questions. Gotcha. They were not, and it's like they only fell in love after a while, after like, you know. And so that's why he didn't know that she left because of Laszlo. Okay. She never told him anything. She yeah. never gave him reason. She never really knew that he was a, a, a freedom fighter, basically, at, yeah. the, at the time. It was only until after, when everybody is like, oh, now they're going further, deeper into the international espionage, and he had to leave. I mean, why did he have to leave Paris? Because he was wanted. Got, yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> the so same no, reason, this, I guess, why he had to leave New York, which it's we almost never like, find out. It's almost like a humble situation where... How could you choose? I mean, you're basically saying, like, how could Ilsa choose if she's choosing a Lazlo who can only do that one? Like, they're both freedom fighters. They both they both could do whatever, like, she felt. If she felt like she's following, falling in love with a guy who has some sort of belief system, is willing to fight the good fight, she couldn't really go wrong with either of them. Well, no, no. I think that's the choice that she was thinking about yeah. towards the end, where it's like, I, I want to choose Rick. Because yeah. it's like, they're basically going to be fighting f- fighting for the resistance either either one of them i don't i don't know honestly if rick would have fought for the i'm not resistance. saying that he, she, he that rick had the same level of like authority or yeah. or or influence laszlo but i would say because rick makes no <laughs> no effort until the very end of the movie to do shit about the well, resistance the, the, the cynicism i mean well, okay this is that was before that was that was before Paris, yeah. before he met Ilsa. Yeah, before she, before he met before Ilsa, he was, a, he was a freedom, he yeah. was a freedom fighter. Yeah. Then she breaks his heart, and he's like, "Well, you know, fuck this. Yeah, exactly. World. Why yeah. is it, Why am I breaking my back for this world? Fuck exactly. this world. Exactly. So he dives into Casablanca, which is just this absolute corrupt fucking capitalist. <laughs> but the idea, ass the idea was that he was that 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 he that's what he was doing, though. So I'm just saying that in terms of. I don't know she if he turns that light like, back no, no, on. I think I, what you were saying like last week is like she fell in love w- with Laszlo over his beliefs, his ideals, his yeah, actions. What she he, idolizes him. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't see that you couldn't think the same way about Rick, but in a different way. I don't think well because because the way they play Laszlo up is like being go, like, like, you, a, like gonna, a Gandhi-esque type figure. You know what I mean? He's a fucking guy. You're gonna like look up. To, I mean, of course, you're gonna be like, okay, let's or an Oscar. Uh, you're gonna, you're gonna look up to uh, to the leader of the gang, but you're still gonna like respect you know the grunt or the the, the foot soldier for basically. sure. But but when she already had the motherfucking leader of the gang in lockdown under her arm, why the fuck would you turn that away for the foot soldier? It doesn't make any sense. You know, it's like Ivanka. Soldiers Trump. got potential. It's like Ivanka Trump going for fucking Scott Spicer or something. Sean Spicer. <laughs> Is Sean Spicer getting replaced soon? I hope or so. What? I think so. Probably. I, I, I think uh, what's her face on uh, Melissa McCarthy put a f- so many fucking hammers on. Oh my God. <laughs> How did they decide? 
who the press secretary is. He you know. does. He picks it. Douchebag picks it. I want a guy who he wants lo- a chick from Fox News exactly like me. Yeah, he wants a chick from Fox News now. I thought he was going to go after Huckabee's wife or something. Nah, I think well, she, if she's a chick on Fox News, <laughs> <laughs> then maybe. But maybe. as far as I know, I, you know, a. I don't give a fuck what this douchebag I, I, does. I totally... Wa- I mean, I'm, I'm totally being sexist here. Yeah. But if it was Tommy Lauren, I, I'd probably watch... A, I'd probably watch <laughs> a, pre- a press... Was it like a porno star or something? <laughs> every once in a while. <laughs> once in a while, I might... No, 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 no. Porn- no, no, no. That's only if it was on mute. <laughs> Put it on mute. Perfect. <laughs> I don't know, man. You know, it's like I said. Suddenly, she was like, "I remember she got fired from her, from what Fox News because she's pro-choice." Probably that makes sense. Oh, she's a woman. Yeah, she's a woman who believes that she has the right to, <laughs> to control her own body. To control her own body, <laughs> and she gets fired. For yeah. It. Well, because they got that crazy thing that's like they, <laughs> they say like Republican. a fetus has like autonomy. Like mm. what? What that one asshole say? Like you're just a vessel. <laughs> I love when people that's, come that's in That's the hot. worst possible insult ever. You think? You're just a vessel. Jesus Christ. That's look like at, aliens. Look at, look at you. <laughs> Can't even regard you as anything other than a vessel. That's just a jizz you're just bucket. A, <laughs> you're just a receptacle for, for stuff. <laughs> for semen and fucking in, in fetuses. It's so gross. But, you know, hey, that's what people hey, do. Hey. But uh, anyway, what was I saying? <laughs> Oh yeah. We moved from Casablanca to uh the jizz receptacle. To jizz receptacles. <laughs> yeah, speaking of the Nazis. They're kind of weird in that. Oh, don't make that noise. That's gross. Well, they're not. I mean, the Nazis are the Nazis in the movie. They're not supposed to be anything round about them. Yeah. They're just, you know, we are the embodiment of evil. Yeah. But what I liked about the the one of the things I like about the movie is <sighs> that uh they they talk about um, uh, the role of music in the movie. I've, I said it last week, but it's really interesting to me because it it's both really important in um, specific scenes, especially anything with um, Rick and uh, uh, Sam. You know, because it's if if um, if people did it now, like you would think it's like needle drop shit where it's like, cause the, all the songs he sings go right in hand in hand with the scene. Sure. Yeah, you know, yeah, which yeah, is, which yeah. is really kind of funny if you think about it, right? Because you know, it, it, it has a traditional score, but it also has, it's very modern in the way it uses music. And one of the coolest things for me is like the final most rousing use of the music is when they basically have like a sing off yeah, in the place. No, no, that, that's yeah, that was the thing. Whereas, like the Nazis sing their anthem, and then the French sing the Le Modulé. Because that's the moment, really, when Rick decides to rejoin the the his commitment to like the rebellion. At that moment, because he gives uh, Laszlo the nod 
to allow him to use his band to rise with their That's fucking true. song. That's true. I mean, ult- I mean, at the Which at just, first glance, you can kind of say he's being neutral. Yeah, and he's being neutral. So he's giving both the Nazis and the French freedom fighters. They're both. He's giving both sides an equal say. Like, okay, you can sing your anthem. Okay, fine. Now you can sing yours, or you can yeah. have a sing off. Yeah. It's not going to be like one person's going to drown the other. Eventually, of course, it's the French that drown out, drown yeah. out because, because they're in French occupied Morocco. Yeah. Um, yeah, they, they, but yeah, you can, see, you can see where. Oh yeah, obviously the French just overwhelm overwhelm yeah. the number of Nazis there. Um, but, but what's so interesting is that like that's the moment his world turns upside down. He knows when he's okay's that shit that that's when the French prefect comes in and uh, the captain comes in and that's, just she has to shut his fucking world down. That's when the Grinch's heart grew four times larger yeah <laughs> yeah basically you know it, and it's just really i All right I, rick blaine is like i'm cutting the roast beast for everybody yeah and does it down even the roast beast <laughs> <laughs> he just fucking does it and i just I, I i i um i respect the way that they use music in such an early film once again it's 1942 hmm. you know sound came in in 29 you know and that was with the jazz singer so you know what i'm saying it's not like the use of sound, the use of of lighting, once again, is just in, impeccable. Like the lighting in this movie is just you could it's you could watch this movie. I bet I bet you could totally watch this movie silent and still generally get where this fucking movie is going. Yeah, no, there's enough with the with the lighting, enough with the cinema, with the editing, and cinematography, with yeah, with the with the character actors. Yeah, like, you could make it. I mean, it's going to be tough, but yeah, you could kind of get a sense of. Oh yeah, this is like boy meets girl, whose loyalties war, in a war sort of thing, and you know. Yeah. Well, once again, like I said, it starts with him playing human chess. He's playing chess, and then the rest of the movie is just human chess. Is Rick playing everybody off of each I other? I think well, Strasser dies. So Strasser dies. Which one's that? He's the German guy, Major Strasser. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, Major Strasser. Yeah, yeah, that checkmate. <laughs> That's checkmate. I also saw. I also noted the the pl- the plane flying in and out uh, the the beginning of the movie yeah, and the yeah. end of the Isn't movie. Isn't that great? It's just yeah. perfect. They did, there's so many easy mirrors that they do, it, and it just seems it. You know what? Is any make moving making any movies hard as hell? But like the idea that um that it's just so smart and it seems so effortless and simple. Once you see it, it's like oh well anybody should be able to make a movie like this, and it's just it's so wrong. <laughs> No, I think that was the thing. It was they? They were like, "Oh, that's not that's not putting like one cliche or two cliches. Let's put in all the cliches. <laughs> Let's put every single cliche you could think of. I think they're every cliches meme. now. <laughs> I mean, you can think like scary movie was like the kind of movie where you put in all the memes in there. I mean, you can't really do that nowadays. No. You can't just make a movie where every freaking possible archetype and meme just gonna put it in there. Well, yeah, because they basically wrote the shit, you know, and, and and they were using it like there's something I love about the idea that especially in the intro, like I said, the montage is by is at least half done by Don Siegel, who makes amazing fucking action movies later into the 70s and stuff with Dirty Harry, etc. Yeah. <clears throat> And uh, like I said, he worked with Sam Peckinpah, who was another fucking great editor. Yeah. But um, the idea that like. They use all the to- all the tools in the toolbox. There's fucking like when um, 
when the Nazi when I always call him Conrad Veet because I always forget his name, but the 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 the, the, the Nazi Strasser 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 when Strasser's driving towards him, you know, it's just a shaky car blowing the fucking fan and fog behind him. You know what I mean? It's not like he's actually racing down oh, the street. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? And, and like yeah, what the, what the, what technology they had? What could they yeah, do to make they those did effects? Everything. Yeah. It's just a magical movie. Like when yeah. when they're in Paris and they're driving down the street, that is a matte photograph and a half. Behind oh them. yeah, no, of course, you know? of course. In the beginning, when the planes are coming in, I think even when one of the planes is going out, it's just a toy plane, man. It's a scale model plane. Yeah, you know, well, we're not, we're not, because. But you're so drawn in, you're so bought in by that point. It doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, that's really the magic care. of the movie. You movies. don't really care too much. I mean, the technology is not. That's the the the, sat, the, 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 the the CGI, you know, <laughs> and all the extra production. The production value, I mean, because it's based off a screenplay, right? It's yeah. based off a screenplay. You don't need that many... Ter- you, the props are not as much... You don't need the props there as much as you do the actual just people. Yeah, yeah. And like I said, once again, it just comes down to fucking great writing. And what what makes it so rewatchable and why, uh, once again, I have a thing about spoiling movies. Uh, it's kind of, it's impossible if it's a great movie. It's like the Shakespeare theory. Yeah. If you know, how, yeah. you know how the motherfucking Romeo and Juliet ends, but it doesn't make it a, a bad thing. No. To, you know what I mean? It's still yeah. enjoyable as exactly. fuck. Exactly, exactly. I mean, well, the, you know, the thing Ted about Henry him, V ends a certain when way. You think about, like, well, when you think about like a movie like Titanic. Yeah, th- thank oh, wait, you. Here's the thing, like, everybody knows, wait, does it, does it sink? Yeah. Does like, it sink at the end? Does this ship crash? Does yeah. It, does, yeah, I think it does. Yeah, I think it's going to hit the iceberg does. this time. Or like Rogue One. This time. How about Rogue One? Rogue One, a Star Wars film. It well, I think like, we know how. I think. I, I know I, that I none of these motherfuckers are in the next movie. No, I think. I think. <laughs> I think wait, so what, what are they building? <laughs> do you wait, think they're going to make they, it? They think, they think they're going to finish building it? <laughs> Exactly. You know, know, it's like you know, it's so it's like movies. To, really good movies to me are just spoiler proof because you just want to see how the movie like the moves and acts. The, the, which, which, yeah, does Anakin Skywalker die before he yeah. has kids? <laughs> exactly. No, 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 no. But I, I, yeah, you know, I, I'm getting like you know how this ends, right? Yeah. It's like, but you still want to watch it because the machinations, how, how it gets from point A to point B, is what's most interesting. Exactly, and what makes this movie really great is in why I think it makes it such like a great like I hate to say this all the time but like great date movie is because it's it's kind of a mystery you know Casablanca's a date movie I think so. I think it's a. I think it's a classic so date too. movie. I think so too. I think, I think absolutely. So too. But I and I think why it's so rewatchable is because it has like a mystery kind of a spy who done it type of feel to it. Like who's gonna end up with the papers? Who's gonna? Where are they? But you know what's gonna happen at the end. Yeah. Well, I. You know what's funny? When I first saw it, I wasn't. Sh- I knew somebody left. But I couldn't remember who out of the three oh, that's had true. left. That's true. You forgot if it's one or both of them. One or both or all three or none or just no, her. But, or... I think, but I think that... Was, you was know also... she's getting on that plane. I guess so. Yeah, I mean, I knew she's, get, she's getting on the plane. There's no way that she'd be like, cooped up in Casablanca. Yeah, but the other, but the other two... Is always up was always up and up up in the air for me because I wasn't quite sure. No, but that's the thing about favorite movies. You know how it's going to end. Yeah, and you still love to watch those movies. Yeah, yeah. But I can watch Bad Boys a hundred times. <laughs> I think I have. I think they. St- I think they they managed to uh, stay alive. Yeah, yeah. Martin Lawrence and Will Smith. Uh, and Will Smith at the end. No they, shit. They stay alive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, every time, just like Titanic, it always hits that iceberg. 
It always hits that iceberg. Like Terminator. There's no, there's Terminator. No it fucking Terminator thing dies. gets crushed under the machine every time. Every time Arnold dies. Yeah, but I can always watch it because it's a great movie. You know, and Casablanca just falls so deep into that. Like, it's just, it's because it's weird. It's like, um, if you think of it like in like I don't know uh, like Final Fantasy terms or D and D type terms, sure, sure. You know, it's like he's the most. It's a balanced character. It can do. It does like who the movie or the, the movie. The movie's completely balanced. All you right. know, like the things that are so great about this movie is like you could take this thing and extrapolate. Well, I really want to push the 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 shadows and the noir, and then sure. rah, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. you get a different type of movie. Yeah, I really want to push those effects. Rah, now you got a different type of movie uh-huh. you know like you can keep stretching just ideas and pieces of this movie and then you can basically almost come up with not any other movie but a lot of different types of movies from this one oh, yeah, yeah. type of balanced yeah. idea no, that's what, yeah yeah i was reading you know. that somewhere in the in the umberto echo essay oh and he was like basically saying yeah God, he's saying like oh great casablanca you can kind of see raiders of the lost ark you can kind of see how even though when you see Raiders of the Lost Ark, you kind of see how you you can see bits and pieces of Casablanca. Absolutely, you can't see the other. You can't really see it the other way around. Yeah, you can kind. You can't really see oh how how there are bits and pieces of Raiders in Casablanca. No, you can see pieces of Casablanca in Raiders, and the only thing that you can do after you see Casablanca is to see how it has influenced. Everything Every- else after. Yeah, basically, especially since yeah. let's say, especially since like the mid 50s on you know because like i said it wasn't a huge success in the 40s no but like let's say you know like i said i know the french really rediscovered it and Casablanca. then Casablanca started coming up like on college on like it just re um like how ben-hur would they would reissue the movies yeah. or like uh ten commandments fucking yeah, 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 or yeah. gone with the wind or whatever they would always pull these things out because back in the day nobody had fucking vcrs or anything so if you wanted to see a movie again you had to go see it in the theater yep so yep. you know they would re-release these things yeah no, no no i remember like the coronet was a one one screen theater there you go i mean it was still okay back you know you could still do one screen theaters for a time before yeah well amcs of the world showed up and everything but Whatever. And then we get the yeah, yeah, multiplexes. Yeah, but, but I mean, I like the coronet. You know, the, the midnight showing. Yeah, like I, I actually saw Lord of the Rings and Star Wars. Was it episode one? Probably I saw episode one Star Wars at at the coronet at midnight showing. No shit. Is it, what, oh, Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Was it the Fellowship? I think it was the Fellowship of the Ring. That was when I saw Robin Williams. Oh no shit. He was yeah. at the. Uh, he was at the. He uh, was at the coronet. Okay, so <laughs> yeah, so this was in um, Lord of the Rings was like came out like ninety nine or something. Two, like that. Two, ninety nine, two thousand. Anyway, um, yeah, I guess it was like right after. It was after my after grad. I was sometime like maybe after my high school, sometime like high school, college. So it was because like, I went up with a whole bunch of high school friends. Okay, and it was a midnight showing. So I think it's like and we got there. It was like I think we got there like four or five. Okay, right on. <laughs> so we're like waiting in line. That's what the, that's the usual thing when you're at the coronet. That's what people do. You know, it's a midnight show. You're gonna stay in line for okay. like eight hours. <laughs> That's a long time. I mean. a, well, okay, maybe six. I have no. I, we were there for a while. Wow. Okay. Um, but by the time we get, by the time I start the the uh, the uh, they open the doors. Yeah. 
um, in front of us is this this is white dude with this with a sign. This one side that says Jumanji is my favorite movie. Yeah. And I think the second the other side was um Miss Dab- like Mrs. Doubtfire is the best or something like, that. like everybody like you can't you, Okay. Yeah, something like Jumanji like Mrs. Doubtfire, right? Okay. And I'm like why would you say why would the guy say Jumanji? Yeah. Sorry. Why would you say Jumanji was the greatest is like your favorite movie ever? Right? And I'm thinking, wait, hold on. And the that's Robin Williams movies, right? Yeah. And I'm like, wait, why how is how did that guy get in front of us? Uh, right, we were there for like eight hours. Like, how did that guy get in front of us? <laughs> and when we, fine, it doesn't matter. We get in, you sit down, and we're, we're just getting settled. And once I get settled, I, I see that right in front of me yeah. is Robin Williams. Hey, hey, right? And I'm like, this is like there's 15 minutes before the movie starts. Yeah, and I could recognize him because he's got the hairiest arms ever, for sure. And the hair, he had the hairiest arms ever. <laughs> And all my friends are like, oh, dude, is that, is that Robin Williams? It's like, this is Robin Williams. So like, you, you go talk to him. I don't want to talk to you. You go talk to him. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm right in front of him. I'm like, right behind him. I'm like, you know what? Fine. I'm just going to go ahead. Hell and yeah. Like, Tap yeah. on the shoulder. Tap on the shoulder. It's like, hey, I just want to tell you I'm a big fan. Hey, uh, this ticket stub, can you sign it for me? Oh, yeah. I don't know where that ticket stub is. <laughs> I don't know. What the ticket, I don't know where the ticket stuff is. I've been looking for that for a long time, and I think they might go for something. But but anyway, once I get mine signed, yeah, and I'm like, okay, I got a signature. Everybody, like, all my friends are like, yes. I'm like, I don't. I'm not the annoying one who's like the seventh person to sign that he has to sign for when he's here for the midnight showing of a movie. You have to open the floodgates. Like, huh? I open the floodgates, but I'm the one who actually opened it. Yes, yes, and I appreciate that. That's why I like. And I remember, yeah. like, actually, I was like, I'm listening to him chatting, and he's like, "Well, what are you guys talking about?" And he's like, "Oh, I know. They're talking about um, Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez." <laughs> And I'm like, and like I just before the movie starts, and I'm like, I just go to the go to him and his friend. Yeah. Um, Affleck and Jennifer, that's not gonna last. That's not gonna last. I just go up and say, I just go up and say to Robin, was, Ben Affleck, that's not gonna last. You know, that's not gonna last. Hell no. And I think I think that's, it, it didn't last. It didn't last. Which which version know. of Benefer? Which Benefer are you talking about? Lopez or Aniston? <laughs> Wait, 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 that's Brad Pitt. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, dog. No, the Benefer Lopez bullshit. Oh, man. Nothing like a shitty portmanteau to start the fucking No, morning. and it, what happened was that I think, well, Fellowship of the Rings is like a three-hour movie. Yeah. And so when it ended, he was gone. No shit. He, died, he, he left before before the movie ended. Oh, yeah. My man bounced. Poof. Yeah, fuck yeah. You know, if shit, you know, right? If you're Robin Williams, you're oh, getting yeah, the fuck out before yeah, them lights turn on. Yeah, getting out of there on. as soon as possible. Yeah, Dude, yeah. if he had to... If, He'd, never, he'd still be at the theater trying to get out of there. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, because then I'm like, oh, now I know why the guy, like, he basically was paying a guy to basically stand in line for him. Got you. Got that's you. That's what happened. Yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. Dude, wasn't that a, that's a killer job. Yeah, dude. What do I do? I sit there and make sure fucking Robin Williams gets his, his line. He's got to sit around for eight hours. It, yeah. Get paid? I'm. All, it's all good. It's all good. Yeah. That's legit. That's but legit. that was uh, that was like, yeah, Robin Williams sighting. That's cool. I've never. Yeah, that's uh, amazing. Well, of course I never will. But may he rest in peace. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you uh, ever see down there in Valencia? They had like this big fucking. Uh, right after he died, they put up like a like a story tall 
like photo no um, yeah yeah like um uh, like a mural or something yeah, not even a mural it was like one of those like banksy type shit you know what i mean where you like oh paint yeah, yeah okay or okay. Uh, or not even like that like um when they put up posters for movies and they just slap that uh that super sticky shit on there you know and you know it's, they just lay it up on on a huge fucking like any big ass billboard yeah yeah it's like they, one of those like they, posters yeah okay. they slap that poster so it looked like art it looked like a like like yeah. Putting up like a poster art or something. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. It looked like someone put up a huge fucking poster of them on there. Kind of where the, um, on Valencia, it's like on like 23rd or 5th or some shit. It's where the, uh, these kids, uh, they give these kids like this, basically this graffiti wall to fuck off with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, that's where kind of where it was. It was around there. But, you know, as anything. Is that, is it near any like, um, kind of near that bakery? Azamutu Bakery or some shit. Worker owned okay. co-op bakery. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I think I, I kind of sort of know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Across yeah. from the school. So there was a picture. So they put up some artwork of Robin Williams. Yeah, yeah. Right after he died, it was nice. Sad yeah, thing. Man. I mean, that's the interesting thing about comedians. Like, there's a. I mean, if you're, you, they tend to, they tend to be. There tends to be a lot of pain, a lot of suffering and grief that's built in. That kind of, that you use. As an outlet. And use comedy as an outlet for that. Yeah, well, what I think is, honestly, um, I think that what what you would call a comedian is like just someone who's just sort of hyper aware of their surroundings and is generally kind of hypersensitive to it. But you're, you're willing to, um, to laugh about it. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, Jesus Christ. You're, if you you're willing you're willing to like you know, you're not willing to like say it's I mean you're super aware but you're kinda like, oh, you know, it's just it's not it's not significant where it's like why why are you being serious about it? Well not just that, but I'm not going to the fucking I'm not gonna start a revolutionary fucking uh organization to combat this, but I will sit here and tell you how <laughs> fucked up it is. Yeah, there you go. And I mean, you can go out and do some shit. That's kinda how it works. Yeah. In my head. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know. But like, they are the they are the political commentators of yes, our time. Absolutely, they've always been the political t- commentators. Yes. They're, the, they're the fool, like yes, Shakespeare's. They're the, the fool, fool. the jesters. Yes. They're the ones who'd be like, "Do you see how ridiculous everybody else is in this play?" Yeah, look how fat the fucking king is. You know, you know like, shit, like right? in King Lear, like the fool yeah. is like, "Do you recognize this old man is just going crazy?" Yeah, like, does everybody not know that this guy is going crazy? <laughs> that his daughters are total bitches. Yes. Um. That the, that his sons-in-law are are just total like nincompoops and weaklings like everybody here this entire play is terrible yes and i'm the jester yes and like does anybody know that everybody else is effed up except for me well that's because everybody else is censured and then the problem is that the fool is like it's because i'm the only normal one here yeah. Everybody else is effed up. That's why I'm the fool. Yeah. Because everybody else is foolish. Well, yes. yes <laughs> the entire yes. world of fools. That, that yeah. you have just described a comedian. <laughs> but that, that that's that, I think that that's not kind of a sad thing though. I mean, you're thinking that oh, no, it's not sad at all. But you're just, uh, it's you sad trying, that your, your society won't allow everybody else to be like, yeah, the king is fucked up. That's you, the you, sad part. But but then you're like the only person who's allowed to kind of say that. That's right? fine. That's fine. <laughs> no, that's fine. I have no problem with that. Like as far as like you know, am I little trying to be a comedian? So, you know, I I absolutely get it. Like, 
look, the world is always fucked up, and there will always be things to comment about in the world. Even if even if everything and all the politics and everything was going rosy, there's always something weird going on or messed up in this world because the world is big and weird. So, like, I don't think that's a problem at all. <clears throat> that's what people say for some dumb reason. That comedy is uh, gets better under like Republican administrations because there's more to talk about. Just bullshit. It's just more people tend to notice it because they're on the fucking receiving end of an ass whooping. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I don't Honestly, find anybody any funnier now than they were ten months ago. I mean, some com- comedy kind of goes up. I mean, it kind of goes away. I mean, there's some comedy that lasts. Yeah. Some comedy that lasts. And yeah. there's some comedy that just doesn't last. Yes. Especially topical stuff. Anything topical can generally... Well, for most people. Me, I you know, I like to do a lot of research and shit. Like, that's why I love Lenny Bruce, because I think Lenny Bruce is really funny. Okay. But that's because I get yeah, the references. Yeah. If I didn't yeah, get the yeah. fucking references, I would just be like, what is this guy talking about? But that's, I mean, that's what they say about Bill Hicks. You and, can say that too, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, they're they're very observational and they're very of their time. Yeah, I mean, I think the style itself, the styles, their styles are really kind of like observational. You kind of have to follow them with their story until they kind of like hit you with a punchline. Yeah, I don't know if you could still use. I mean, I don't know if Lenny Bruce could still be... Well, there are Hicks. some. I don't know if they could still be in today's world. I don't know if their comedy could still... Because, there are. There are some bits I mean, are, well, that, are, that they've written because they've written I mean, like, such a body of work. Well, like Andrew are, Dice Clay. You can't have Dice anymore in today's world. Once again, it depends on the bit. It's like you... To paint... You know, it's like to paint... Even Dice with such a broad brush is, is yeah, but is, I mean his his his, his pa- the point. His popularity was being politically incorrect. Pa- yeah, part of it, but another part of it was really funny impressions and humor and shit that he would do. Yeah, and like but that, that was shit, his character. That shit would that was still the play. Yeah, hell, his character was a character that was part of his bits of impressions and shit. Yeah, until it overtook. That was the that was the thing that sold, and he just ran with it. Yeah, but like even uh, Lenny Bruce has a wonderful bit called the Palladium Theater that has like. Not much to do with anything most people would know about, but except for the fact that the show business has not changed in the last 75 years. No, not at because all. Because it's an eternal thing. That's why people usually say that talking about your personal self will always play longer for one of two reasons. One, nobody can really steal it because it's your fucking story. True. Two, it's a universal thing because you're talking about human emotions, which don't change True. from the caveman to today. We've always been fucking jealous. We've always been duplicitous. We've always been joyful. We've always been silly, you know, a uh, bit fooled easily, knock our toes into fucking rocks. You know, like we've been doing the same shit forever. So those mm. things will always play mm. well. So when, yeah. when, he, when Lenny Bruce does a thing bit like all alone, or if he's talking about, about, like racial things that shit still plays because those shits don't go away because it's no. just human condition stuff yeah so i mean the, the experiences are different we all experience life differently but we all experience life yeah, yeah. and generally hate to tell people 
you fuckers are really boring because we all do the same tell you. shit. We're all tell you people. patrol boring people. Yeah, we all are. I am because we all just do the same. We're we're all basically the same type of thing, just slightly different. Listen just up, by hairs boring and, people. You know, yes. You know, we all got to put up with some bullshit rule. We all got to fucking, you know what I mean? We all ended up with some fucked up boss or like a, or we've always had good bosses, which makes you go like, what the fuck is wrong with these guys' bosses? How do you like, uh, yeah, bosses, bosses are a different deal. I mean, I've always had good bosses. So I don't know. <laughs> never mostly oh, no i've had one well, we, we've boss. worked in the same place before yeah yeah my bosses were cool i like the one who looks like uh jerry seinfeld <laughs> no no no, no wait, wait, wait. what was no we're not gonna name names i just said the one who looks like jerry seinfeld he did not look like jerry seinfeld she looks like jerry seinfeld oh she no 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 yeah she did look like jerry seinfeld <laughs> she, she looked did. like a dead ringer for jerry she seinfeld. did she Shocking. did i would have thought it was okay that was your that was your the one that you spoke that that you talked to directly above you that no no mine was the the midget okay that's my that's the boss above oh me. that was her your boss. boss her boss was jerry seinfeld okay and they were both they were both so i was in the hallway with both of the offices yes so this was the so i think we were talking about this last week yeah. so they my, my thinking was um so i was supposed to have an office um <laughs> so i'm working i'm doing legal stuff i'm actually doing lawyer stuff paralegal jeff yeah yeah <laughs> paralegally I was being paid. I was. I was getting paid less than a paralegal, man. I was getting paid less than a paralegal. But I'm supposed to have have clients, and the only way, basically, for me to get some confidentiality, privacy with my client, was for to ask those those two uh, our bosses to close their doors. My Invisible Man book was a brick off of your solitary wall. <laughs> it was like. Like the office was in the hallway. Yes, it was, there like, was like, in a, a desk. like in an atrium or some shit. What yeah. would you call that? It's like like what a landing. How am I supposed to? How am I supposed to actually have like private confidential meetings with my clients? You're not. No, I'm supposed to have them close the door. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm having a meeting with my. I'm home. having a meeting. Could you mind? Could you mind closing <laughs> your door? And then you, and then you. <laughs> oh, and you. And then, and then you would come in. The you're, like, you're the custodian. <laughs> You're the custodian, and you're coming in. Lead custodian, thank you very much. No, but here's the thing: you had your headphones on, so yeah, I wasn't worried about you actually hearing anything. Yeah, but <laughs> hey, what's up, man? <laughs> they were supposed to get the, okay. So you know that that other room with all the all the cabinets and drawers. Yeah, they were supposed to give me that one. Oh, really? They were supposed to. Supposed to. They cleared it out for the other guy, but I think the the, the boss boss, yeah, the one who has the the, the, the back guy. of the car, the, that guy, yeah, yeah. I think he said no. He nixed it. What an asshole! Oh, oh you, know you what's worked for up? him too, man. You worked for him too. Yeah, yeah. Look at the jacket. Oh, look at that. <laughs> oh, look at that. <laughs> I got two you, of these. You were hey. I should have. I should have gotten one before I left. I got one. I I got two of them. If you I want don't, one. I don't want it. <laughs> I don't want it. <laughs> I don't want to be associated with that. Hey. No, no, no. But no, here's the thing. It was funny because he and the other the other attorney, the other the other way attorney, they would talk. They would talk about Cal. They talk about because they both went to Cal. Oh, okay. And I went to Cal, and they would talk. And they talk about the Giants and the world. They talk about sports all the time. Yeah. And I would be like, I want to talk sports with you guys. Yeah. And they would have none of it. What? Dude? They were like, they were like. <laughs> I knew just as much about sports as you guys, 
but I'm not in on your like conversation here. So what about what about like? And you're stuck in the hallway having to listen to it. And I'm like, I want to talk about the Giants, and then like, okay, sure. well, no, we won't, and like, we don't have time. And then I'll see them in the hallway. They're talking about the Giants. Giants. And I'm like, oh, you talking about my man with the glasses? Oh, hashtag white privilege. <laughs> hashtag bullshit. That's hashtag GTBW. Oh, good to be white. Good to be white, right? It's hey, good to be white. Hey, that's what I used to say about browsing. Right? I don't give a fuck about browsing, but I just at least like to have well, the option. Oh, I forgot. There were actually no, 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 wait, wait. If I'm not mistaken, there were three offices. Yeah. Right next to like in the yeah, there's three. There's three yeah, offices. There's the chick. There's there's there's, 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 there's the boom, little boom, person. Boom. Yeah. Then there's the the Seinfeld lady. And then the other. And then the other one the who was who block. was the assistant. Yeah. She was the assistant. I remember she told me she was like I'm I, I'm I'm glad that you're leaving at the same time as I am because yeah I got tired of having to just basically be a gopher for that guy like because sure. he didn't do anything. No. We should, we should probably no take shit. a break soon because then we're gonna delve into like we, we might actually like say oh, yeah. some we're names. At, if, yeah, we're at the if hour mark. Mistaken. That's perfect. Let's turn up the fucking music yeah. and uh, let's have our smoke. No, but break we just want to make sure we don't want to start naming names. I'm not naming anyone. I think I'll fuck themselves. But yeah, that guy was. Anyway. <laughs> Sosa, 
Yes, we are. Oh, so I was going to tell you. Oh, so yeah, my, my, my co-worker has an interesting, has an interesting, um, I don't know, he has an interesting history. So he's telling me okay. that he's, um, no, we're playing slow jams before class. So like, you know, we're just like an intro before the students come in, we're playing like music and stuff. And he's playing like, Temptations and, okay. and Al Green. Okay. Like, How Can You Mend a Broken Heart by Al Green. Oh, great song. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's, it's a good jam, man. It's yeah. a good jam. And he's like, yeah, I would listen to this to get revved up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Rev, revved up. What Everybody's do you mean, rev- got their way. <laughs> what do you mean revved up? It's like, yeah, like me and my bro, me and my, me and my bros, like before we play high school football. Whoa. Before we play high school football, we would like get revved up and, and like start like and get like super intense listening to Motown music. That's kind like, of amazing. <laughs> I mean, at first like, I thought you so were saying you, he was getting you, revved up hear, with, for his lady. When you hear how can you mend, so when you hear how can you mend a broken heart or let's stay together by Al Green, let's you're like stay together. I'm like you're 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 thinking of tackling people. You're thinking <laughs> of like so taking weird. people down and <laughs> knocking them so out. Weird. And he's like, yeah, yeah. When I'm think when I when I listen to this music, I'm like thinking of knocking people out. It and sounds, what? My next question. I never. I didn't want to ask him this, but it just came to me like that night. That night, 
Like, what happens if you're like in bed with a woman? <laughs> And, you know, just my imagination by the Temptations comes on. Wop. Wop. (laughs) (laughs) It's a fucking black guy. Holy shit. I have that. That's a new one. Like. I was like, so wait, you don't get turned on. I mean, you get, you don't get turned on by Al Green. You get turned up. Turned up. You get turned up. I was, I was, I was looking at him. And I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't stop wait. laughing I, if that fucking guy told that to me. I would wait. <laughs> also, also, apparently, he doesn't go down on his girl. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, he's, so he's like, he's probably listening to fucking Rain and Blood by Slayer. <laughs> <laughs> I'll switch the meaning of pain. Let me. <laughs> This is it. Now I'm fucking hot, baby. Let me switch the radio station. Oh, this is my jam, bro. This is my jam, girl. Angel of death. Minor to the kingdom of the dead. What? And so, like, I'm like, and he's also he's also telling me like he's also telling me that um wow he don't eat pussy no he's he's telling me that like she doesn't like so she's a stripper right what and and she's like she doesn't give she doesn't go down on him well she's like she's like he's like saying he's like saying she doesn't give me good head and I'm like thinking well if you don't go down on her she's gonna start acting as if. She doesn't know what to do either. Exactly. She's gonna go in there with like a chest. You don't know what to do. She doesn't know what to do. (laughs) Yeah. Bullshit. And he's like, and I'm like, and he's like, I don't go down on her, man. I just give him, I just give her the pipe, man. That's all I do. (laughs) That's your man right there. That's 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 my uh, that's that's my coworker right there. Damn son straight out of 1988 how's he doing like well apparently he does fairly well but he's like i guess so. i don't know but the whole thing about like not going down on a girl that's and weird. and getting tripped tripped like getting turned up from like slow jams that's a weird dude that's that's i, I don't know that's man. a wild man i don't know man <laughs> i'm just like what happens when when thriller comes on start turning to a werewolf you start to into an actual effing werewolf <laughs> that is so bananas dude <laughs> yeah i like and then here's the thing he was serious he was oh, really sure. freaking serious I, that's yeah that's I'm the like, best part oh, about it like motown oh man fuck off so like do you still play the motown <laughs> he, yeah no he was like we were playing like yeah this is my jam right here i'm like just my imagination (laughs) (laughs) running away with me dude see that tells you like telling him like and i'm telling him like this is like a montage so it'd be like an interesting counter counter montage that would be amazing in a movie and i'm thinking to myself now i'm thinking to myself he's like remember the titans Ugh. He's just, he's just, he's, he's like the movie. Remember the Titans? Yeah, but like you see like a high school football scene where they're listening to like Motown and they're like smacking each other. That's Remember oh, the Titans. See, I never watched Remember the, the Titans. You okay. gotta watch Remember the Titans. Okay, for sure. Yeah, maybe that that must be where they got that shit. He's not from. like a Disney film, but yeah. he's like you know he's like that he's, must be where he gets that shit from. Then no, yeah, I don't think so. It's got it. Well, what? When Remember the Titans came out in the mid nineties, right? Yeah. 
sounds about right for him to be high school age. Yeah, that but shit. like I don't know. But that was just because it's a Disney film and that's the soundtrack. Have you? You ever- don't actually like listen. I mean, I don't know anybody when like before I get a bit. I I play basketball. I'm not listening to like Christina Aguilera. This is the power of movies, though. This is like Backstreet Boys. This is the power of movies because I'm telling you, somewhere, some a bunch of those fucking football dudes saw Remember the Titans because people love the shit out of that movie. Oh yeah, no, that's a great movie. It is a great movie. And but if that's this, if that's the music playing during their fired up, getting ready to do shit scenes, then then that's what the fuck ended up happening. I figure that's what people did in the 40s and 50s. Well, in the how did they get turned up? Well, if in the fifties, in the forties, jazz music, <laughs> fucking jazz. That's what's not, a, not once battle again. him of the republic. <laughs> some, maybe some southerners. Really gipper. Maybe some of the southerners would like to battle him of the republic or something. Getting revved up to the Star Spangled Banner. Or when Johnny, that's what happens. And Johnny comes marching home. Again. That's what that's what we do now. You know, NFL. Every we always have the Star Spangled game. Banner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there's going to be people who will be like turned up to the anthem. It's so dumb because that song is not to be turned up to. By the way, you get turned oh, up. Oh, and please oh, say, don't, can don't, you see? Don't ever read yeah. the fucking. Don't, don't read like all the lyrics because they get real problematic around verse two. <laughs> there's like some punctuation thing going on. I don't like. There's a grammar. I don't know. It's like because it's uh, it's like it's from Britain in the 19th century. Well, the original, original, I think. But I know. Oh, that say, can you see? Here's the weird part. What if you're blind? Does that anthem apply to you? Yeah. I can't. I'm blind. Oh, say, can you see? By the dawn's early light. Yeah. It's like, basically, can you see, like, all the the, the gunfire and explosions in the air? Can you see it? You like, know, no. You know what's so funny, oh, too, well. about that motherfucking thing? It's, it was written during the war, I think, of 1812. Yes, it was. Which is another one of our great losses, which is basically our whole fucking war record is a string of losses. We don't mention the War of 1812. Why? Because they burnt the motherfucking White House to the ground? We don't mention that. I, well, it's because they burnt the White House. Because we decided to fight Canada, and then they burnt the fucking White House to the ground? That, that's the sad part. The only time we've ever lost in a war was to Canada. Every time we lose. We don't win wars. No. We you know don't what, win you know wars. The thing is, uh, like, it's going to be the Americans who are like, that's technically not the Canadians. They were the French. Yeah. And, uh, well, once again, why the fuck do we hate the French so much? It's so irrational. It doesn't make they any us, sense. They helped us, man. They helped us. Not only did they help us, but then they built us the Statue of Fucking Liberty. They did. And then only one of our best cities in America is is a French Providence, is Pierre New Orleans. Le, well, L'Enfant helped to... Uh, Help to uh, plan out Washington, yes, D.C. Yeah, 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 yeah. And for yeah. some reason, uh, this irrational hatred for the French, who, by the way, for the longest time had the world's greatest land army for like a century Napoleon. and a half. Napoleon. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know if we hate the French. I just think it's kind Our of... Our attitude towards I think the it's French a resentment. Kind of a I think there's you. resentment. Yeah, probably. <laughs> hey, look, look who they elected. And look who we elected. <laughs> Just, just, just last week. You know what I'm saying? Like, fuck off, right? I mean, hey, it I mean, it goes into the at least. Hey, Macron's emails were hacked. Yeah. How come? How come the French population was able to vote for him? Because they read and shit. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. It was. It was it interesting. Like, I, I suppose having Le Pen as like as the as the far right. I mean, it'd be. I mean, you couldn't really go ahead and like vote for a Nazi male. So if a Nazi female, I think you it'd be easier. It'd be easier to go along with it. Yeah. Oh yeah, and of course, you know, she she it's racist. She's but a pillow you know, Nazi. she's a woman. It's she's, okay. She's a pillow Nazi. She's 
She's soft on. She's 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 soft, soft on racism. Soft on hate. She's soft on hate. Is that kind of that soft hate, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My favorite. Once again, I, that's why I, I kind of want to like now. I kind of want to see Le Pen and Angela Merkel. Merkel. Yeah, I want to see them in a celebrity death match. Hey, put that show back on see the air. MTV. What I are wanted you to see on? that happen. I'm Over, really surprised that they don't fucking that show's not back on in a secret location somewhere in the Alps. <laughs> yeah. I just like German the, Chancellor. I'd like yeah, to have him fight it out in Davos or whatever the fuck. <laughs> for all the marbles. Yeah, right. For this all the Europe. Alsace, this is for Alsace Lorraine Biatch. <laughs> oh man, speaking of of uh, weird uh oh god, Christopher Nolan's got a movie coming out that's about Oh, like I always do this, but I'm going to do it again. I don't give a fuck. World War One is my favorite of the world wars because oh. it, World War One is like alien to World War Two's aliens. Dude, so if you listen, there's another part. I mean, uh, uh, if what, you listen to the history? podcast, Hardcore History, yeah. yeah. Oh, dude, that, his whole thing on World War One is amazing. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, you could do a World War Two. I mean, there's so much more. It's the action War- flick. It's it, a, it's World the aliens one, to alien. World War One is brutal. so epic in terms of what people went through. Yeah. Like it's just it just blows your mind. Yeah, that's why yeah. it's like alien. Like, it's all new. Yeah, it's all fucking scary. Everything is deadly, yeah. and you don't know what's next. No, yeah, they're like, let's up the ante. Yeah, okay, let's find a way to kill people. Yeah, okay, wait, how come we can't go any further? Okay, fine, we'll just dig trenches. A war of attrition, and god damn it, I've never been happier to see a tank in my life, <laughs> dude. Okay, in World War One, they World War One, they developed trench warfare, barbed wire. Yeah. Tanks, planes, yep. chemical warfare. Yep. Everything that you see nowadays. Yeah. Uh, there, I remember listening to the podcast, and the French in the beginning of the war. Yeah. Oh, the, the they red did not hats. have helmets. They were still using the old caps. <laughs> like they were red. still using the old cotton caps. Yes. And I'm like, yeah, we, they don't have enough for the helmets. I'm like, you just laid out these motherfuckers. You didn't, to you didn't die. have enough for helmets. Like, yeah. What, what, what the what? It's, and it's so magical. We would be done in in a month. Yeah. And they, it, they were like people thinking we'd be done in a month. The race to the sea, which wasn't a race to the sea, but just, you know, we had to fucking get there. And then those fucking Swiss people who flooded their entire town. Oh, my. Dude. And it was just basically fucking, race to the sea was to make sure like you couldn't get flanked. Once, once, once you. Yeah. Once you realized, OK, we got to we got to make sure we're out, we can't get outflanked. Yeah. Just started putting a barbed wire all like, the way to all the way to the sea from and France like, tip to toes. <laughs> holy crap. Like, okay. <laughs> Machine guns. Like, it's really interesting because um, you can see some of these things being tried out in our Civil War, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. You so know? much of it was tried out in our Civil War. The trench yeah, yeah, warfare, yeah, yeah. the early machine guns, stuff like that. You know, we had, like, the repeating rifle where you go... Yeah, the Gatling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, but by the time they jazz shit up in 1918, 1919... I'm sorry, not 1919. That's way too late. Like, 1913, that shit was on and cracking. No, the artillery. What I remember, like, listening to what they're saying about the Russian artillery. Like, oh, they only had enough shells. They had enough shells to last for... For like they were they were making shells like enough to last like every month or so but then they were like using up like three times that three amount. months worth three in months a day. worth <laughs> in a day and i'm like 
how did they? No, no. My, I'm like listening to all these numbers, and I'm like, how the heck did they, did they continue to fight? And it's like there are when there have been days in which they would just not have anything yeah. to shoot. Yeah, well, they, there's they, not, they, they had no ammunition. Rifles. They in, had no ammunition. Yeah, but like, I mean, they would they would have enough to fucking keep the enemy at bay, basically. Basically, yeah. So, like, you know, for every three rifleists, you'd have, like, a bullet for each. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm thinking, about how could you, how did people survive? I mean, it's. Hiding, like, burrowing like, like rats. Ver- burrowing like oh, gophers. They're, like, they're listening about the harrowing experiences oh. in Verdun. People are just buried alive. Yeah. And I'm like. Oh, think of like all the fucking dead bodies, all those people running around with their guts hanging out, and you got to sit in the hole with the rest of his body while he's just yelling all night and shit. It's a nightmare. Oh, yeah. It's a complete nightmare. Oh, total nightmare. Yeah, total that, nightmare. that's why it's alien. <laughs> I mean, well, World War One was alien. By the time you get by the time you get before. to aliens, World War Two, you got knives, sharp sticks. Like before war, before, they, I mean, you can pretty much say the changing in military warfare and what people did in the military and like in war. Before World War One, after World War One, because sure. they were it, still using they were still using like planes from World War One and World War Two. They're yeah. still using a lot of the te- technology. Yeah, it went in their developed. early goings. Yeah, <clears throat> and uh, what's really just what I what I just find so just it's just it it's it's so magical and strange because like it uses it still like has a toe in the eight in the. 19th century with like acts of like chivalry and honor and shit. Oh, yeah, no, 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 of course. Or like the Chris, that, that famous, the, uh, still famous, the Christmas Day fucking armistice. That was, that, that, that's true. No, it, there was, there was that whole thing about, and if you read some of the poetry from World War oh, One. Oh, God, it's, it's uh, heartbreaking. Like Wilfred Owens, Wilfred Owens, Dulke at the Quartermest, yeah. where he's like, you know, that's what they taught us. They taught us it was patriotic. Yeah. This is what we're supposed to do. You fight for your mother country. And it's supposed to be, like, glorious. Yeah. And it's, like, in Tennyson's um, Charge of the Light Brigade, where you have this oh, cowboys charging in, yeah. like, completely defenseless against a whole bunch of cannons. And yeah. it's, like, we're doing this because, you know, this is the right thing to do. Yeah. You know, who cares if we live or die? By the time you get to the end of the war, the poetry is a little different. No, and, and, and the thing is, at the, well, some of the poets died. Yeah, well, some of the poets were in the army and they died. That's what's so that sad. Was, Think about all those fucking talented young people that just got fucking war. thrown to shit for yeah. no particular reason. Millions you know? and millions, like how many generations? How many generations of of yeah? How many generations have died? Yeah. Millions just, died. Think of the artists and just the just just the regular goddamn people on the street that just got wiped out for just some dumb fucking ideology bullshit. It's insane. It, it was interesting because it was how everything seemed to just come together. It was because perfect was, storm because that podcast was talking about uh, the Ferdinand assassination. Yeah, that he had already been. Yeah, that's very day he had already been shot at. And yeah. then they were like, it was only at when they were like when they went into an alternate alternate route. Yeah, and it just so happened they ended up like driving right into. Yeah, he drove under the bridge where the guy was standing there getting ready to go right to his compatriots. The, yeah, like man, we fucked up. We're gonna have to do it another time. Oh, looky, look who's literally right standing right underneath me. Bang, bang. World War One starts. Boom. And he was, and Ferdinand is basically holding all these treaties together with like gum and thread. Basically with him. That's yeah. basically all that, all that was keeping him. Like, and my, th- I don't know, I, I don't know if it was dangerous because 
they should have known the the, the Austrian Empire. They should have known, hey man, you're gonna be in freaking Serbia. It's not <laughs> or Sarajevo. Yeah. It's not gonna be the the um, the most favorite place for you to be. No, like why? Like okay, you're gonna Hubris. be inspecting you inspecting the army there, <laughs> yeah. but you know there's there's cries for for killing you guys. Yeah, yeah, and look and like and like he says, you know, one man's freedom fighter is another man's terrorist type shit. You Dude, know? no, the, the Gavrilo Principe, they're still like they're still a they still celebrate his birthday or something. The crazy. They still celebrate it over in Sarajevo. Isn't that crazy? They and still like, have refused to. Uh, they still refuse to to uh, submit to Austro-Hungarian authority. Yeah, and and just like uh, it, like Belgium, when Belgium had these like underground castles, basically, like me, and then they came, and then the fucking Germans came in with just, hey, check out this new rocket fucking technology we got. Yeah, the, that was that was drug in by horse, you know, in sections that they had to build. It's so crazy. They, World War One, dude, dude, when they. It was funny. I think was the Germans. The Germans had already planned for this war decades in advance. Yeah. I remember I was like listening to this, and then like when Prussia was still like, because there was this like top secret plan, like yeah. the what happens if we're gonna go to war and we're like right smack in the middle of Europe. We're yeah. gonna have to find a way to freaking beat everybody. Yeah, because they're surrounded. They're surrounded. So they had planned this whole thing in advance. Sh- this whole war. If we ever go to go to war against France and Russia and Britain, <laughs> yes, this is our plan. And I'm like, that's Germans. Those because, are German. That's Germany and, for you. And their idea. Fifteen fucking, years prior yeah. to the beginning of the war, they'd already yeah. thought up of a plan. And the and the efficiency, right? They they were planning on efficiency. You know, they were counting on efficiency. They were counting on the best possible circumstance. Like they had the big biggest and best land army at that time yeah no one could beat them and it was just i mean isn't that the funny thing about germans they seem to have the best army at the time when they're in the wars <laughs> and they don't they, they lose yeah of course of course they always invade russia which you never do that's an asshole move they didn't invade actually that's like no no, no they did not invade China. they did not invade russia russia Decided to revolt. Yeah, they decided to just. Go oh yeah, the Bolshevik the fucking Bolshevik. revolution shows oh, up. Hey. It, it's just this crazy storm. It just so happens that Lenin was in Germany, like somewhere in Germany, and it so <laughs> happens that you know they send him by train. This so happens they send him by train to Saint Petersburg by German train. Oh, it's so oh so. Oh. So co- so much of a coincidence and that he, the Germans want to like help <laughs> Lenin lead the Russian Revolution. And it's so weird that like um, <laughs> when I think about like I don't know if you've ever been to Europe. I would assume maybe no. One. Well, oh, like okay. to, to to England. Okay, and, and to Paris. Okay, well there yeah, you yeah. go. Well, like, yeah, yeah. you go over there and you see like technology is generally better. The streets are kind of cleaner and shit. You know what I mean? Well, like older and yeah. yeah oh, of course, yeah, yeah. I love all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But. <laughs> But, like, you always, at least I always recognize, like, how small the streets are and shit. Oh, and yeah, like, before the invention of buses. Yeah, if, cars. They're all, like, like Rome. The, yeah, yeah, Rome yeah, yeah. is just, like, oh, fucking narrow oh, as shit. Oh, London is, London like, is oh, crazy, too. Oh, all the fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. alleys yeah, 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 and yeah, yeah. shit. So, like, what's nuts is, like, once in a while, like, well, especially when I first went over there, I was like, you know what? I'd like to fucking move there. And then I see, like, the Eurovision contest, and I'm like, fuck this. Can't drive shit. anywhere and, you know, all that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> the no. Eurovision contest sucks. So bad. Eurovision. It's like every. It's like, it's like the world stopped in 1988 and has not <laughs> moved on yet. Like these wait, wait. Eurovision is what they're like version like, of lottery. No, no. no Eurovision is, is uh, they. It just finished last night, and it's basically like um, 
the 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 best song in Europe, basically, and like every country has like their own song. Neverending Story by Lamal. So yeah. like Cro- Croatia will come out and do the Croatian tune, and then fucking Tom thumping. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, whatever, you know. And they're just all fucking garbage shit, and it's so funny. But it's like it it just reminds me. Of, oh no, I never want to move there ever. <laughs> oh my god, because it's just no, it, it sucks so. I mean, bad. I, I I was in London and. <clears throat> yeah, the street. I Beautiful just couldn't city. drive. We couldn't drive there. I remember. I, I remember Fuck going no. just like as a passenger, uh, uh, going through the different highways. Oh like, yeah, take the A six to the A nine to the G four to like this is all like battleship numbers. <laughs> Like, well, what is this? Not where just where that. are we going? Don't I have look. no idea. They don't. They don't tell you where you're going. Is the A6 it just goes to this one town? I'm like, okay, I have no idea. But I, you know what? That people could say that about San Francisco too. That's true. That's just true. like like I remember, I'm really good with directions, but I remember moving here and being like, oh man, this might be the first time I got fucked. Yeah. But no, I got it pretty quick. Yeah. But it took some time to because it you took know, some time. Yeah. Like God, South a, Van Ness goes from like east to north. You know? Once you realize, once you have a city map, yeah, because yeah. but it's just the 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 large like the size of a city like London or Paris, yeah. Like okay, the the London Underground, the, which is like the media, <gasps> yeah, like, yeah, very nice, yeah, very nice. Paris Metro, smell like piss, smell like piss. <laughs> it really did. It's like the exact opposite. I remember like the London Underground. It's kind of like it's painted like red and blue. Yeah, it has like this feel of a modern. Yeah. Like if you go to a BART station, it looks like a BART station. Yeah, except Paris, more modern. No. Paris Metro looks like the Muni. Like, yeah. it looks like a rundown. Yeah. Like, it's like, you kind of stepped into, like, this old Paris underground prison See, of look some at sort. you just hating on fucking the it's French. Really piss. It you really know what's did. funny? You know what's smart about the French, though? You know what they did in uh, Paris they got now? They got these little red boxes that people can pee on in the street. If they're on the street... You can just pee in this box and like it, it like somehow filters out, like charcoal filters out all your garbage. Wow. And it waters the plants. Holy shit. Why don't we do that shit? Because we're fucking cause disgusting. We're American, We'd just rather just have a guy piss in your doorway. America. Yeah, but does, isn't that crazy? Like, why well, not? Well, they're thinking of that stuff in Europe. I don't know why. Well, because. It's humane. Because <laughs> it makes it's not sense. as cost effective. I don't know. I mean, that seems to be. You're an literally putting idea. up a red box of charcoal in it, dog. It can't cause that much. Dude, San Francisco, they thought up the idea of like these uh, reflective walls that if you pissed on it, it would bounce back at you. What? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Like it would bounce like. <laughs> That's fucking gross. So instead of having like how the French were like, okay, if you piss in public, yeah, we will help you to water the plants. Yeah, and not no, piss here everywhere. you piss in public, we're gonna we're gonna piss it right back at you. <laughs> we're gonna bounce that shit right back at you like a. Hey. That's so gross. I'm sure that's what's happened. I'm sure that's what the Millennium Tower is built out of. Public good. Yeah, I'm sure that's what the Millennium Tower is built out of. Just reflective piss. Oh, stuff. the Millennium Towers. Mm-hmm. That that the thing, leaning tower is that of thing garbage. Gonna, that thing's ever gonna open? That thing's ever supposed to be open? Oh, I'm that sure it will. Supposed to be. The motherfuckers spent that much money on that. But it's leaning. Or? Who cares? It's not even safe. Uh, yay. So what? I don't give a fuck if a bunch of millionaires or billionaires come crashing into the goddamn new transit building. <laughs> Hopefully it falls into the water. <laughs> that tower. You know what I heard too? This is weird. They um in China they're, you know, all the building and shit, they were saying uh, somewhere like they were running out of sand. 
There's no fucking way you run out of sand. That's like running out of stars in the sky. We're, run, we're, running, we're running out of sand. For like, yeah, it was like for construction. It's either going to be concrete or we sand. Sand people. Dude, just go dig up. It's, no, what you're saying is too cost fucking. Oh, yeah. It costs too yeah, much. Yeah, it costs to go, too much to pulverize this rock and make it sand. That's crazy. There's so much sand. The whole bottom of the ocean is sand. <laughs> two th- what's it like? Two thirds of the world is like ocean water. I bet you it's sand. Fu- it's all the way sand. Down. <laughs> all the way down. It's sand. You are not running out of sand. You're just running out of fucking cheap sand, is what you exactly. mean. Exactly. We're running out of cheap sand. Yeah. Why don't they go to uh, the people in Qatar or in Abu Dhabi? They got plenty of sand over there. You think? Right. Why don't you go to yeah, Qatar, Qatar, whatever the fuck, right? Where the are they, they made they're the still hell bent on having the, the world cup there and the palms and the palm the palm the palm islands and they made the world islands yeah oh yeah have you seen that yeah that's fucking oh, crazy my. dude what like they're still hell bent on having the world cup there aren't they <laughs> I, <laughs> is that not the craziest shit you've ever heard of the only response is like my starting to laugh <laughs> Because I know they got like hella like African because slaves the summer, and shit. Because the summer it. is like 108 degrees <laughs> in Cotter. Yeah, you knew that there was something something terrible going on. Nothing with corrupt the, going on here. Something going on with the World Cup committee. It's like, you guys are, everybody's voting for Cotter. You guys realize that people could die from like heat stroke? For me? No, 108 degrees in the summer. That's cool with me. 50 degrees centigrade? That's 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 fine. Ready to go running. We're not the ones going to be playing. We're not the, the committee members are not going to be the ones They will be out in the air-conditioned booths in their suites we're up going, there. We're going to this man-made um, <laughs> snow ski resort in Abu Dhabi. It's man-made. We'll be there. You guys can go play in the stadium. The veil of the Middle East. Apparently the largest Starbucks is there. That's where it is. I would not be surprised at all. But yeah, I just know a lot of people have like died making it shit so far. It's just a shit show. I, I, I can't heard, believe I, it. I heard like, it was, I think it was Cotter or Abu Dhabi, but there's a whole bunch of, they literally have slaves there. Yeah. Like Indian, like probably both. Indian immigrants who cannot afford to leave. Yeah. They yeah, basically they, just stay there. They're basically slaves. You they get there, they labor. take your passport and it's a wrap, son. It's, it's, I mean, so yeah, you have... I mean, how could you? I mean, you got to think that it has to be something going on. If you know, if, if it's the worst possible conditions for playing there, it's the worst conditions for actually making anything go, like in terms of production. Like you're using slave labor. I can't imagine. No, no, no. I, which which is harder, uh, running around or doing hammering and lifting shit all day in Both, that same man. heat? Both, man. <laughs> but I, I'm sure at least the uh, the athletes will maybe get some water. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe depending on their, well, uh, their you athletic. Don't the, uh, it's weird because the players budget. don't seem to to question this. They're like, "Dude, we don't play in 100 degree weather in the summer, man." That's we crazy. That. Why, why? Why are they going, dude? I would look hey, because I wouldn't even be in. The it's not as if the, it's not, because the committees they all like okay. Cotter pretty much paid off every single one of them. Like, oh no, Blatter and all that. They they paid. I get, I get off. that part. I don't get why the athletes would go. <laughs> You know, 
Right? For, at some for, point, for, like, for their if, country, man. Man, fuck off. If everybody was like, it's fuck you. It's for that flag. It's for that logo. Dude, it's for that it would logo be, on your jersey. You talk about the uh, the, the front the, of your jersey. It's on the logo of the front of your jersey. Do you know what the coolest fucking like strike ever would be? It's just like if on the day that like when all the athletes were supposed to show up, nobody came. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, it's not happening, but no. it would be the shit. But I mean, here's the thing. Because they're the uh, they're the host country, that means that they their they, their team gets to go enter the tournament for free. Ooh! So the Qatar the Qatari. Who the fuck is the Qatar fucking? Do I don't they even know. have a team? Do they? I, apparently they do. I guess they do now. Apparently they see. That's the thing. It's gotta be. <clears throat> I know Beyonce plays over there and shit. I'm just, I know I'm just some saying, comedians like the host that play I'm over just saying, there. Like, host country's shit. gotta be. I mean, what are your chances? What do you think if you're not like you're not hitting the top 100 of the best teams in the country in the world? What are your chances? It's like you might as well put the fucking. Uh, you're you're hosting it. You'd probably have a better chance with like the Mission High School fucking soccer club. Do you think than okay, the than the I mean, Qatar I team? Maybe they can make because it's you know, it was 32 teams. 32 teams. Uh, do you think they? I mean, I. Knowing what we know, we don't don't know anything too much about about the current state of world soccer. But I'm not. Sh- uh, I'm hopeful maybe Qatar could hit the you know at least make it to the knockout stages. You know the Sweet Sixteen. Ain't, ain't happening. I don't know. I don't know about the groups. No. I, they haven't set up the groups yet. You know uh, that you know that group of kids up the street that actually, plays soccer in that park. Actually, probably- I'm kind of interested in seeing exactly what the uh, what exactly the, uh, the the World Cup stages are if if they have anything yet. <laughs> like who's like who's in the each bracket or whatever? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I want to see. Oh, oh, 2018 is in Russia. Oh, they what they do? They sw- it's in Russia. I think I think the 20 is it 2022 was in Qatar. Yeah, some shit. Cotter. How do you how do you pronounce it? Qatar. Yeah, Cotter. It's like guitar. Welcome back, Qatar. FIFA TV. FIFA TV. Ugh. I can't. I'm, I'm always, I'm always surprised that those fuckers are like still in business. But I guess you like know, like the NCAA. Oh, you know, I used to when I used to do the card thing. I, I used to work over at EA Sports. Oh, look, EA, look, look uh, at that! EA Cotter's in the bo- bottom, bottom, little bottom. No way! In the group stages in the bottom of the damn oh, thing. They're losing to China. Damn, son. We we Chinese, we are terrible at soccer, by the way. We are terrible <laughs> murder, at it. Murder like a motherfucker. Ping I don't pong. know why. We're great in groups. We're great working together in yeah, like weird. mass groupthink. But when it comes to working as a team, no, no dice. <laughs> mass no groupthink. Yeah, for sure. That's like, that's so weird. That is fucking weird. It doesn't make any sense. Oh, dude, Thailand. Look at Thailand with one point out of a possible, like seven games played, only a possible one point. That's sad. Hey. Thailand, <laughs> fuck them. Sorry about that, Thailand. You just gotta. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> Who? Somehow Iran's kicking ass. Iran, Iran. Or at least in Asia, right? Of the Asian bloc. Yeah. We're in the uh, fuck. Yeah. There. Yeah. Twenty twenty two is in Qatar. Damn, there you go, son. Man. There you go. <laughs> and you know what's fucked up? Global warming is just gonna go up. So that just means it's just gonna. If it's 103 this summer, it's gonna be like 108 <laughs> by the time we get to 2022. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So, no, 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 hold on, hold on. This is interesting. Um, wait, wait, on 
June 7, 2015, it was announced that Qatar would possibly no longer be eligible to host the event if evidence of bribery was proven. This is from the Wikipedia entry. Um, oh, geez. So what now? No, they're still having it. Believe me. If that those corrupt fucks, they, as long as that money's still green, or maybe they'll have to pay him off in Bitcoin, whoever the fuck, but they're gonna totally take that money and have him have it there. Oh, okay. Oh no no no. Okay, so they decided um maybe they can 18th, move it indoors. The event will be staged on November and December. They're not gonna have it in the summer. Oh, in the normal time? No no no. Normal time is the summer. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're not having it They're at the normal time. Not having it in the summer. They're going to have it, yeah, in the winter time. But you know what's funny? Probably in, in that part of the world, probably our winter is probably their summer. It's, it's close <laughs> enough, man. It's close enough. Close enough, okay? You think, well, how much cooler does it get in Qatar Dude, like, in the winter? Winter in Las Vegas is like a nice 70-something degrees. Okay. All right. Well, if it's like that, then maybe, uh, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe the players will make it, because there's no fucking way. I mean, everybody looked at that shit, or at least most people with any kind of sense must have looked at that and been like, "You're you're crazy, right?" I don't know how. Oh, I mean, okay. Qatar's the in Saudi idea, Arabia. The idea of uh, of an influx of all that funding, yeah, that goes into like helping to rebuild your stuff and build like new stadiums and stuff. I mean, that only works to a certain degree. That like, is all seen, bullshit, yeah. Yeah, if you've seen, like, um, oh, yeah, because you, you saw the World Cup with Brazil. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, there were some stadiums. They're not going to use them. There's, like, one out in the freaking middle of the Amazon. Yeah, yeah, I see that. And they're, that like, one. it's only used one time. Yeah. For the freaking World Cup, and then it's never going to be used again. Or what about, like, London's, uh, when they had the Olympics? Yeah, so much of it is just like one-time purchase, it's and then garbage. they're never going to be used again. Yeah, even when I was in China, I remember I was like, okay. I was on China vacation, and we were going through like Beijing and, and the, looking through the Olympic Village. There's like condos, like empty condos. <laughs> the entire Olympic Village is still there. They, no one uses it. Yeah. No one. Yeah. I'm like, wh- wh- why don't you like move people in there? It's, 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 you know what it is to me? It's just a larger, more grandiose version of like our stadium process that we have here for us building those fucking stadiums yeah, it's for, supposed be, to be like for this teams. one-time thing that makes everybody look like, okay, I remember uh, I just brought up something in my mind i used okay. to play this game on the computer called theme park oh yeah oh, like roller coaster tycoon yeah and i remember when i'm playing it and all my customers would be would be unhappy so the the so for me a very quick way to do that was to have fireworks <laughs> right so we would have fireworks and then my morale rating would go up but then that would just change every time every time i would like stop doing fireworks so it was like this one-time gig that yeah. I could do. Yeah, that's exactly to make it. everybody happy. Yeah, for like a hot minute and then... For a hot minute and then it's like and everybody's else unhappy for the rest of the time. Except what's worse is like this thing stays. Unlike the fireworks, at least exactly. go away. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. This thing you have looks like this living eyesore. You have, yeah, you like the uh, the swimming, I mean the swimming center and the bird's nest. Yeah. I mean, they still use those. Kinda. Kinda. But it's the but amount of money else, that they pay. Everything else that they used, it's you know. Well, and the amount of money that the city pays and the tax breaks yeah. and all that bullshit that they fucking give out, it's all basically like it's. That's the worst part. It's publicly funded. It's privately fucking. You get the private cash. They get the money, yeah. and then you're publicly stuck with this garbage for the next thirty years. It was funny. I remember Barcelona's like, dealing with it. It was weird, like being in Beijing 
Dude, the pollution there. The pollution there is ridiculous. It's got to be. It was just, okay, you'd go out out of the countryside, it'd be sunny. But then even like from several miles away. You'd see it. You could just see this weird haze yeah. over the city. That's what LA used to be like. And I'm like, whoa. I remember, okay, I remember like back in the day, um, like in high school, we went to this, I went to this competition down in Riverside. There you go. So we get off of Burbank Airport, right? And we're like heading out of the bus toward the Riverside. And there is this like just yellow yeah yellow deep yellow (laughs) like like vomit vomit yellow gray (laughs) haze over riverside i'm like what the heck is that oh that's all the la fall smog just rolling east that's just what happens all that all the smog from la just rolls eastward and just settles over riverside i'm like we're heading into that <laughs> the airport was like away from it. It's like we're 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 going into that area. The haze. I'm like, Whoa. <laughs> all I can think of is that what's that? A uh, Jerry something saxophone. Like, <laughs> and you're riding into that shit. <laughs> that riding in music yeah. you have. <laughs> It's not really nighttime either, though. That kind of like jazzy saxophone music is only good if you're like heading into it at nighttime. Dude, like if you're, if you're like in the middle of the day, <laughs> it's like you're like in the middle of a Quentin Tarantino. You're like starting a Quentin Tarantino movie. Some crazy shit's gonna happen, yeah, and we're gonna no, like yeah. zoom into another part of town. It's not Jerry Rafferty. That's who it is. Jerry Rafferty. Uh, oh man. <laughs> God damn it, man. Anyway, this is uh money and Wustein. Oh, are we are we ending it? Is no, there, no, no. There, I just want to do the station. Oh, that's ID. right. That's right. We gotta we gotta say who exactly we are. Yeah, I was just in case you came in just now listening and yeah. you have no idea. Like, wh- where did I find this? We're talking about like you Riverside found it on and Smog. Radio. FM. And we're Mutiny Radio. We're yeah. talking about Riverside and Smog <laughs> and corrupt World Cup committees. Yeah. Before then, we were talking about. Casablanca, The Invisible Man, uh, how to have a movie, and all that stuff. But um, <laughs> how they, how if they ever did it now, there would be a Casablanca two. Which Casablanca be... two. <laughs> the Adventures of Rick and Renault. Oh my god! Oh, I was I was trying to think of what the fuck it'd be like. Oh, I was Casablanca thinking Renault. Two. Renault was interesting because you, I like his I like his dialogue. Fuck yeah! Because he has the smartest lines. He's like Oscar Wilde. Yeah. If you like, if you read some Oscar Wilde, he's like very sharp, very oh, like yeah. quick witted, yeah. super witty. Yeah, that's and, I'm telling you, the screenplay so tight. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Or I or there's like a line in the beginning. Um, they're talking about. Uh, like what do you know? Oh, I, I hear very little and understand even less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I love it's that. That's the Invisible That's Man great. thing to me. Yeah. But like, what I also like about it is, um, uh, oh God damn it! Just another great line is uh, when Humphrey Bogart just goes. <laughs> when you tell, you tell when he really, he really digging into Ilsa, and he goes, uh, she's like, but he'll die here, and he's like. Casablanca is good a place enough to die as any. Good a place, good a place to die as any. <laughs> no, like that, again, and that, that brings it, that brings me back to Return of the Jedi. Okay, when they're like at the beginning of the job of the hut, and Luke is like, he, Luke and Han are oh. like, yeah, and Luke is like, don't worry about it. I'm, uh, I, I used to grow, I, I grew up here. It's like, I, and Han goes, you know, you're gonna die here too. <laughs> 
great line. So it's such a great like quip. It's like yeah. boom. Yeah, it's well, it's, it's like who's awesome. scruffy looking? Yeah. <laughs> I, I used to live here, you know. Yeah, like, fuck you. You're yeah. gonna die here, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jedi Knight, I I leave for more, and all of a sudden people start to get delusions of grandeur. Speaking of, did you see the uh, the last Jedi trailer? Um, was it like two minutes? Yeah, it's uh, super yeah, short. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I think that whoever that la- the the what's her name supposed to Kylo Ren? The no, 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 the other one, the 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 female character. Oh, I forget. But I think she's supposed Ray? to be related. Ray? Ray, yeah. I think she's supposed to be related to. She's a Skywalker in some way. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I would assume so because she would be. Well, her or that other guy would be the last Jedi. One of them has to be, right? I mean, I figure uh, she's a Jedi. My thinking, my thinking was with the way that J.J. Um, Abrams wanted to do it is that he basically wanted to take this. It's the same storyline. The same plot as the as episodes four, five, and six, and just basically revamp them. Okay. Because it, I mean, you kind of see, oh, they're it's they're on a desert planet. Yeah. Person with who is kind of uh, sensitive to the force. Okay. Um, you know, the there's there's a lot of con, there's a lot of intrigue to determine like what exactly she has. What she has seems to be very, very important. Yeah. To 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 this rebel cause. I'm following you. Um, and so what she has to do is go look for a, a, a Jedi Master. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Her Yoda, basically, basically right? Basically, yeah. Is, yeah. Which is Mark Hamill. Yeah. Yeah, that's basically it. And one of the main characters has to die. Yeah. Uh, Obi-Wan dies in the first. Spoiler alert. And in this one, <laughs> one of the main characters dies. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. I hate and that And technically, technically, if you think about it, because of the late Carrie Fisher, there's probably going to be another main character death. I would assume so. Or she'll... We just won't hear like like um like uh, Sam in Casablanca. We just never really hear from her again. No, hey, I think I think he's alive. I Ooh, think Sam, Sam was is, Sam yeah. was supposed to be alive. Yeah, but you he never just see goes. Him. He just he just goes where the bar goes. Apparently, like he sold it, he sold him to Ferrari, right? No, no, no. Remember, because he for, sold the business, or no, it, that's no. what he's. I think at the end, I think, I think they still remain like, like partners, but I don't think that um. I don't think that any of that stuff. Hey, good morning. That any of that stuff uh, translates into like him staying at. In no, Casablanca no, I don't. I don't think like no, I don't think Sam like actually stays in Casablanca. No, no. I think he goes with Sam because I think. Uh, cause I remember think there's there's, all, there's it was a all scene. a ruse. It was all set up. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, there's yeah, that yeah. scene when because he, he basically remember he brings uh, Sidney Greenstreet over and he's just like hey hey uh, hey because hey, Sidney's like I really like that piano player. <laughs> Can yeah. I have him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, hey, Sam, you want to go with him? Which is really amazing, especially watching it now in 1942, just to have that black character not do any of that shucking, any of that jiving, any of that fucking tomboing out, yeah. no, like, big lip. No, yeah, 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 yeah. He's just treated like an adult, and yeah. that's fucking cool. And so, like, when he when that scene comes down, and the guy is like, hey, do you want to do this? He's like, no. No, like, I, I don't need it. I don't need it. Yeah. I, I'm fine where I am. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's like, cool. That's it. But Sorry, it's all, dude. I mean, you could, we could go, we can go on and on about that, about the character of Sam himself. Yeah. yeah. Because I like he's Sam. not, he's not a slave. Nope. No. But he is, he is, he does have, the, he's not a minstrel either. No. He's not a minstrel, but he does have that kind of down home, certain kind of very yeah. common sense kind of yeah. like, 
I kind of know what to do. I'm not going to say anything like, yeah. like mom's the like, word. Yeah, he's like, oh, I don't, I don't, rem- I don't remember that song. I don't know how to play that song. Yeah, I don't yeah. remember it. Like, yeah. you don't, you remember every damn song, Sam. <laughs> yes, exactly. Don't even lie. Well, you say yeah. like, I don't That's remember that says. song. Like, oh, I know you're your liar. Yeah, I why know she that says you're used a liar. To be a better liar. Yeah, you used to be a much better liar. I was like, I don't know that song, man. I don't know that song, Miss Ilsa. All right. Well, I'm sorry to say, but it's time to wrap this thing up. This is a lot of fun. This is the beginning of a beautiful friendship, I think. Hey, I think you're right. All or right. Maybe, I don't know. Well, they'll always be Paris. <laughs> For sure. That'll be our first episode with Paris. All right. Um, yeah. All right. So signing off, uh, Mutiny Radio. This is uh, G Money and Wustein. And uh, we will hear from you next week. All right. The Ministry of Lava manages our national lava resources to ensure that we will always have a steady supply of lava to operate the nation's active volcanoes, which in turn power our cities and methamphetamine labs. As a matter of national security, we need to reduce our dependence on foreign lava, which means an expansion of domestic lava drilling. As your chancellor, I will build lava wells all over the country, as well as secure access to more lava fields by invading Hawaii. Imagine orange gold spurting out from school playgrounds on the Great Plains and illuminating the Nebraska sky like fireworks on the 4th of July. Magma oozing over the rolling hills of Kentucky. Volcanic ash settling gently over homes in New England like fresh gray snow. 
allowing global lava markets to continue to be dominated by terriblest regimes like Iceland, Chile, and the Philippines. Vote for my opponent, who sits in their back pocket as comfortably as Pahoehoe on the slopes of Kilauea. If you want the United States to stay competitive in the era of peak lava and beyond, then take a chance on the Chancellor. Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! We are Unleash the Rain, and we're coming to you streaming live every Tuesday from 4 to 6 p.m. here at MutinyRadio.fm in the Mission in San Francisco. Because we need more rain in San Francisco. Yes, we're still in a drought here in California, but this is a business show, you silly man. Uh, I was hoping for a rain dance. Well, why, that would be a lot of fun, and we do have a lot of fun on the show. What we do is we help small and medium-sized businesses leverage technology to increase revenue and reduce expenses and make it rain for your business. Are you sure it's going to be fun if I listen? We are very fun. We're also real world. We are not messing around. We're going to give you the real deal. Cool. So I can send an email to Vincent at Unleash the Rain or Stacy at Unleash the Rain and ask my business question or my yes, technology question? Absolutely. Ask us your business and technology questions. We would love to answer those on the air. And then listen to our podcast or listen to us live on and, Tuesdays. And also Tuesdays. check us out on Facebook at Unleash the Rain. Well, hey there, San Francisco. If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find Counter Offer, offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini and creamy delicious mac and cheese. You like tacos? Then get them! And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads gonna come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Blender's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco.
Disco is located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son! The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk. Come together with music from around the world, with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio, when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment, wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on MutinyRadio.fm. Freeform radio for free minds. This is a story of three strangers hosting an open mic. When comics stop being polite and start getting real. This is the Sick Sad Open Mic. Every Tuesday from 8 to 10 p.m. and every fourth Tuesday as our Sick Sad Showcase. Brought to you by Adrian Villalone, Valerie Vernali, and Katie Carnes. See you there, angsties. You're standing on my neck. Good evening there, my friends, here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard, as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for near five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Yeah. 